This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com. Alcohol tastes best in a Wendy's Frosty? Well, you're going to find out. Also, the most effective way to feel better after getting dumped. And how do we really feel about Speedos, leather pants, and Crocs? It is Wednesday, the 30th of May, 2018. We're Jeff and Jen. Here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Before we get to those stories, Americans are afraid to take vacation days, which is not the first time we've heard this. Mm-mm. But now we're seeing a trend as people do not take their vacation days because they're afraid of how that might affect their stature with their boss or they'll fall behind on their already difficult-to-manage workload. Now we're seeing more and more people afraid to even take their lunch breaks. 20% of the people responding in this Forbes survey say that they're afraid to take lunch breaks because they're worried their boss will think they're not a hard worker. This is so crazy. And there's a pretty decent chance they're right because they asked bosses and the survey found that 22% of bosses do think people who take lunch breaks are crazy or sorry, lazy. (laughs) Well, everybody stop it right now. That means there is a one in five chance that your boss is one of them. Uh, I did have one boss say to me once, I don't mind if they take lunch breaks as long as they're eating while they're working. So in other words, you can eat. Just Just don't leave your desk. Just keep working while you're doing it. A friend of mine works downtown, and uh, he, he basically said that his boss says, if you stay and work through lunch and you stay extra, that's the only way you will up your game and move up in the ranks of that company. So if you take lunch or you leave at five when the whistle blows and everyone can leave, uh, if you're one of those people that leaves when work is over, you will not be considered for promotions. But if you stay late, you will be. Wow. I hope that employee has other options. That, Me that too. person is no longer working there. I see. Well, yeah. Wow. But I have heard bosses say that before. Like, oh, he always works through lunch. Like, that's a, you know... A good thing. I'm down for working through lunch if we can leave early. Yeah. Like, if you get to leave at two <laughs> instead of three and have a working lunch. Well, you know, technically, you guys, we do work through our lunch break. and We do work while we eat. True. I do. I mean, <laughs> Uber Eats is about to arrive here and prove that. That's true, too. We but work hard. I'll tell you what. I can't tell you how many times I've been on a lunch on Jeff. You know, this is where uh, people write in and uh, they say, you know, why this is why I think we deserve lunch on Jeff. 
And so I'll take him to Skyline, you know, an employee and maybe two of his or her coworkers. And nine times out of ten, it's great, it's fine, it's relaxed. We have a wonderful time talking and getting to know each other. But every now and then, there will be a group of people who are looking at their watch. And, you know, maybe I'm just boring the living daylights out of them. Maybe they just want to get out of there. But <laughs> I have had situations where they say, we we only get a half hour for lunch, and we got to be back, and we can't be a minute late. Yeah. Like, it's that intense. And I can feel the tension. I can feel yeah. the stress and that look of fear where they're watching that clock. That do they have run? to clock in and out for lunch? That's the other thing. When we used Some to, have people to do. clock in and out for lunch or even to go to the bathroom sometimes, like you got a 15-minute break, you had to clock in and clock out. So they knew even if you were two minutes late. I got a good idea for you, Jeff. How about instead of lunch on Jeff, happy hour on Jeff. Ooh. That works for me. Skyline can cater. I mean, you got to have a bite or two with your food. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. It can happen. If there's a way to make that happen. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here this morning? Let's talk about eyeglasses for just one second. It turns out the people who wear glasses don't just look smarter. According to this study, they probably are smarter. All right. Wow. Not smart enough to realize that LASIK is now cheaper, safer, and easier than ever, but still smart. (laughs) According to a new study out of Scotland, there is a connection between intelligence genes and bad eyesight genes. The researchers found people who were more intelligent were also 30% more likely to also have the genes that made them need glasses. How about people with hearing loss? Hmm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there a connection? Are you sure it's hearing loss or just a really good filter? <laughs> All right. Here we go. New survey also asking people what clothes they hate. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The most. And here is the top 10. I'll start with number 10. Deep V-neck t-shirts, which I suspect they're talking about men wearing. As opposed to women. Mm, yeah. Mm. Sweater vests. You don't like sweater vests? I love sweater vests. Uh, you look good in a sweater vest. <laughs> Uggs came in at number Ew. eight. Why don't people like Uggs? You because how they get the fur. I think it's the cruelty involved in making them. No, they're not. Oh, there you go. I think and it's that the, makes la- sense. the lack of support. Yeah, they don't exactly have a lot of. Well, plus, like support. a lot of people wear them with. A, no socks? That and like pants, maybe that certain people shouldn't be wearing. I don't know. Sometimes people don't feel like leggings or pants, and a lot of people wear leggings with Uggs. Uh, bright red pants came in at number seven. That's random. At number six, track suits. <laughs> I love a good track suit. I know. I miss the days when you used to wear oh, you used worry. to come I've in and wear. A new, I've got a, a new... Uh, version of it that I will probably be debuting for you guys in the next couple of weeks. Is it dress code approved? <clears throat> I think technically it is because they are way, I would say they're 
96% pant, 4% sweatpant. Okay. What's so the percentage I think we can get velour. away with them. No, zero velour. Oh, zero and then velour. No. But there will be a print. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> there will be print, and the print will be on both the Tim's bottoms head about and spun the off his body. <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> uh, number five: clothes with elbow patches. <laughs> Neither can I. Uh, clothes with elbow patches. Uh, number four: bell bottoms. Crocs came in as the third no, most no, despised. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> No, that is obviously from people who have never owned a pair or worn them with socks. Or rocks. Oh, but they're just bad. They don't look great. Uh, Leather pants came in at number two, and Speedos were the number one. 69% of people had an unfavorable opinion. Now, have you ever worn or owned a pair of Speedos, Jeffrey? Yes. Really? I have. When and where? Uh, many, many, many years ago. Uh, probably, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. They've been around for a while. Did well, you I have, mean, like, I knew you that almost that long ago. Was this before me? It was before you, and it was back when I had a, you know... A body for it, <laughs> you know. I was a lot thinner than I was. Was this like and in much better shape? Speedo or was nope. it the legit? Oh wow, no, really? Legit. Yep. Bring in a what pack. inspired you to wear a speedo? It was it was gifted to me, and I was like, great. Who gave it to you? Girlfriend. Oh wow. Yeah, we're going to her house. She had a house in Cape Cod, and uh-huh. we were going down for a week during the summer. And why not? That's what I wore. Well, what do you know? Yep. 69% of people had an unfavorable opinion of them. Well. Except when the Olympics are on. Right. Well, it's different when it's oh, athletic yeah. wear. But I am. <laughs> have you noticed, though, like during the Olympics, that a lot of the guys that wear Speedos, like there's really nothing showing. Like there's something built into those Speedos that seems to. Well, when they're new, they're very, el- very elastic Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's talk about relationships here for just a second. A group of scientists just studied three big strategies that people use to deal with a breakup after a long-term relationship. And they used brain scans to see how well those strategies work. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they found that there is no perfect strategy for getting over a breakup immediately, but there are some ways to cope a little better. And here are the results. The best strategy is distraction. They found that when people distracted themselves with things like eating a bunch of food, (laughs) they were actually in a better mood overall. Uh, But it did not help them start to get over their ex. It just put off dealing with those feelings. So that's the first. The second best strategy is trashing your ex. Like thinking about all the stuff they did that you disliked, all the ways they wronged you, the ways they fell short. The study also found that actually made people, uh, the study found that actually, yeah, let me retake that sentence again. The study found that actually made people love their ex less, which aided in recovery, but it also put them in a worse mood. So there is a trade-off there. And then the worst strategy is accepting your feelings and saying things like, it's okay to love someone I'm not with anymore. (laughs) That's the worst. 
It's okay. But that's the worst strategy. Well, scientists, you know, looked at these strategies and they used brain scans to see how well the strategies worked. And so when I say it's the worst strategy, meaning, you know, it was the most difficult to do. Oh, yeah. Okay. That saying, makes sense then. You know, that it, it didn't, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of mental discipline to be able to get in that mm-hmm. headspace. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you really, really love that person, you really, really love that person. Don't you want more than anything for them to be happy? Yes. And if they're not happy with you, isn't that okay? Not right away. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I need like at least a couple of months to get to that point. Yeah, that's a painful loss mm-hmm. for you. You know, if if you sure. don't want to let go of that person, but you know that ultimately it may be better for them. And for you, because you don't want to be with somebody that doesn't, doesn't want to be with you. Yeah. The way that you love them. True what story. Is that? What is, isn't there like a math method or something that in order to get over the relationship, it takes like, so if the relationship lasted a year, it's like half the time minus three months or something like that. Yeah, I've never it's, heard that. It's something like that. And I don't know the exact equation. I'm sure someone will call and tell us, but it's something like you take the relationship, cut it in half and then three months. But then mm. I think to myself, like, if you were married for 20, for 20 years, years, you got to mourn that loss for 10 years. Minus three months. Minus three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Yeah, no, I know it's ultimately best for both people. It's just, uh, it's still, a, you know, it's a loss. It hurts. It's oh, yeah. change and it's a departure. And those are sometimes sad. You know, anytime you lose somebody from your life. And it's exciting because someone new will come along. Thank you, Jen. Sure. You're very optimistic this I morning. Try. I try. No means next, right, Jen? Right. Yes, it does. Said the single lady. <laughs> yep. A food reviewer at a website called The Takeout realized that a Wendy's Frosty might be even better if you dump some booze into it. So she bought a bunch of liquors and a bunch of Frosties and tested out how they taste together. And the top two are Kahlua and Bailey's Espresso Cream. Well, that would make sense. Guess neither of those are surprising since they're both key ingredients in most of the drinks that fall into the alcoholic milkshake category. Mm-hmm. The rest of the good options included rumple mince yeah. peppermint schnapps, ah. Godiva milk chocolate liqueur, Ooh. and my favorite, Frangelico. Try doing frangelico in a chocolate shot glass it is fantastic i haven't had those little chocolate shot glasses in forever that's good stuff uh the liquors that did not taste good in the frosty was the godiva white chocolate the captain morgan spiced rum smirnoff vanilla vodka and rum chata yeah Gross. It's a. I it's love a, rum chata. It's a cream based liqueur. People mix it with fireball. It tastes like. Yeah. Uh, it tastes like cinnamon toast. Yeah, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> really? I may or may not have done shots of that out of a candle votive at a place in Hyde Park last year. It's delicious. Oh, nice. Out of a candle votive. They put it in Long like pina coladas and stuff like that too. Rum chata. Now, the liquors that made her feel like gagging when they were mixed with a frosty are <laughs> Fernet Branca. Canadian Club Whiskey, and Smirnoff Whipped whip Cream Vodka. Mm. 
So those are the worst possible combinations. Are the Wendy's Frosty still 50 cents? They are. I couldn't the tell you. The little baby uh, teeny tiny ones are. The little ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember the first No, one. I, rem- I, rem- <laughs> I remember the second one. Yeah, yeah. How would I do the first one? I don't remember. You had to have done something, uh, you know, borderline kind of sort of cheesy because you were young and right. blissfully in love and you overdid it on the ring. And I remember the favors where you gave everybody CD singles of what song? <laughs> yeah, I had to have been in a restaurant. I don't remember. Oh, you proposed at the restaurant? I guess. Uh, he did <clears throat> number two. Yeah, well, number two I did. Mm-hmm. But. People cheer. You got down on one knee. Right. Aww. What would you have done if she would have said no? Would have taken the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> he would have sat down and kept eating a steak. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah, I love that you're the... This is coming from a woman that he overdid it on the ring. What woman says that? Uh, well, I, I meant probably more than you could have afforded at the time. Someone that's jealous. Was that? I know. Well, I was, <laughs> You're not kidding. It's going by a mathematical a equation. Good ring. Yeah. How were you proposed mm. to? Was it public? No. It was in the middle of the night of my birthday under the influence of alcohol. Mm. <laughs> but there was a ring. A beautiful one. <laughs> yeah, this is a nice ring. So if you think about it, it's kind of gross that we drink any animal milk as much as i love it i mean this is stuff that they make to feed their babies and we just kind of pump it out of them by the truckload and and chug it down but this is worse apparently the next big trend in milk Mm -hmm. could be cockroach milk i don't even want to know how you get it it turns out that there's one species of cockroach in hawaii that makes milk why and uh. it's even more nutritious, Fritchie. Nutrition, that's why. This particular species of cockroach milk is even more nutritious than cow's milk. Now, the process of milking millions of cockroaches is not exactly easy, but there are several companies working on bringing, it, bringing that to the market. And, and one day in the future, we, we could all be drinking that stuff. No, I how, can't. How do you do, you do like the little... Yep, little, you milk the nipples. The little... Oh God! Yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know. Have you ever stepped on a bug and like milky substance comes out? Yes, I have. I always thought that that was like their blood, but evidently it's their milk. I always I thought it know. was their guts, is what I always thought <laughs> it, it was. It's everything. <laughs> I just can't. That's I don't so really gross. drink milk anyway, so I'm kind of okay with this story. So proceed. <laughs> yeah, all right. I've never been a big fan. So, back in 1997, Kristen Gilmer was a 12-year-old 6th grader in Yuma, Arizona, and she had a great teacher named Judith Tonzing, who always encouraged her because she knew how smart she was. On her last report card, she even wrote a note about how Kristen would end up graduating from Harvard one day mm-hmm. and told her, make sure you invite me to the ceremony when you graduate from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Aww. That note meant so much to Kristen, she kept it for over two decades. She said it was the first time anyone other than her parents believed in her that much. Wow. 
And now, 21 years later, Kristen just got her doctorate in public health last week from Harvard, and Judith was there to see it. School administrators invited her after they found out about the note, and they paid for her whole trip, and then the dean talked about her in her speech and told the whole story. There she is showing up to surprise Judith and her class with flowers and an invitation to her graduation from Harvard. And then this is the dean reading the uh, sixth grade teacher's note. It's been a joy to have you in class. Keep up the good work. Invite me to your Harvard graduation. Guess what? That student's here among you, the class of 2018. With her Doctor of Public Health degree, it is a special privilege also for me to welcome Mrs. Tunson here today to watch you cross the stage. Kristen Eileen Gilmer. I do love watching college graduations. Do you? Yeah, Why? I do. I don't know. I just, I just, I love how excited they are and how hard they've worked for it. The mm-hmm. optimism is just really cool to see. The speech also included a shout out to Judith for inspiring young, young people to do great things. And the dean asked her to keep sending students their way. So cool. There you go. Very cool. It's yeah. such a blur. I remember, do you remember graduating college? Like, I remember going <laughs> and being really excited. And, like, I remember, like, I was so excited going across the stage. I was shaking my hands, like, woo, woo, woo. But that I was just, it. yeah. I, I remember how hungover I was. <laughs> and I know we had, like, the ours was the 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. So the, I, in college, 10 a.m. is early, especially on a Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember. I remember that. It's so that. weird when you're graduating, too, because a lot of times I went to NKU and you're sitting in a group. So, you know, you're like Bachelor of Arts or whatever. So you're all together. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily like you know any of the people that are around you because so many was, people are going to college with you. That was the other thing that was funny is the guy that was standing right next to me was a rugby player that worked at the radio station. Oh, so well, I that's did good. know him. But he had dreads almost down to his butt. And... <laughs> He was more Stunk. hungover than me. Yes. He showed up with his, his cap and gown still in the bag. So he just rips it out of the bag oh and puts gosh. it on. And so he's got all these squares. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> was and I love though. seeing the joy of the parents, too. Like, you know, you know that a lot of blood, sweat and tears and oh, money. Yeah. A lot of money went into that. They got to be excited. A lot excited. of money. Yeah. I invited everyone I knew, aunts, uncles, cousins. I was like, this is the only time I'm graduating college. So come one, come all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It is 745 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Summer does not officially start for another three weeks. June 21st, to be exact. That's the official start of summer. But Memorial Day, we kind of consider the unofficial start of summer. So here are four travel hacks for your summer vacation. Check these out. Number one, use saran wrap to keep shampoo and other liquids from exploding in your checked luggage. I like that. Unscrew the tops, put some 
plastic wrap over the hole and then screw the top back on. It just adds one more layer of protection. Smart. Uh, if you get what I'll do is I'll put them in these little uh, Ziploc bags, you know, just to keep it sealed. And then I also got what's called a freedom bag. And the freedom bag is great for things like shampoo, toothpaste, and other toiletries or cosmetics that you want to transport and have in your suitcase and not have to worry about, you know, exploding. So if you use that double layer protection with a Ziploc bag, uh, I've been traveling with these things for, you know, 25, 30 years and knock on wood, haven't had a, haven't had an explosion yet. Actually have had some things that have leaked, but they've leaked, like I said, like within that plastic Ziploc bag mm-hmm. and stayed contained in the freedom bag. So it does make a difference. Number two, if you forget the little brick plug for your phone charger, check the back of the TV in your hotel room because a lot of hotel TVs have USB ports now. Or oh, yeah. just call the front desk and ask to borrow a charger while you're there. A lot of the nicer hotels usually will have at least a few. I, I saw one in our lamp. We stayed at the uh, Marriott in Covington recently, and our lamp had one in the bottom. I'm like, what a great yeah. idea. Mm. If your flight doesn't have TVs in the seats, you can improvise. You can watch something on your phone hands-free by putting it in the plastic barf bag they give you and then hanging the bag on the little latch that holds your tray up. And number four, use a belt to keep the collar on your favorite dress shirt from losing its shape. When you pack up, roll a belt, put it inside the collar so it holds the shape of your neck, and then pack something tight on top of it so that the belt doesn't fall. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.